Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us here today. I'm your host, Leah Mastin, for Top Industry Professionals Tip International Radio Podcast, where we are showcasing prestigious top professionals from all industries all over the globe to share their experience and stories of success. My amazing co-host is here with me, and we're so honored to have her as a host of the show. Originally from Namibia, she was crowned Miss Universe in 1992. Please welcome Michelle McLean. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Leah. So lovely to be back with you. And thank you to you, my amazing co-host. You're always awesome and it's so fun to be with you. And today is another one of those really fantastic days where we have an awesome guest with us. So without further ado, very special guest all the way from Virginia, who is currently overseeing 23 senior care facilities and provides care as her corporate compliance officer. This woman has proven herself to be an expert in the healthcare industry with over two decades and was appointed by the governor of Virginia to a four year term on the state board of health and has also been a member of the governor's pandemic task force since 2020. Wow, she's a busy lady indeed. She is the co-founder, partner, and chief clinical officer for Trio Healthcare LLC. Everyone, please, please welcome Melissa Green. Hi, Melissa. So great to have you with us today. Hi. Thank you, Leah and Michelle. It's great to be here. So happy to have you. Melissa, tell our listeners um, about your journey. You've, ha- you've dedicated over 20 years to the healthcare industry. Um, tell everyone what got you started in the field and was it something you always wanted to do? Absolutely. Um, it is a cute little story because back in 1976, my grandfather was admitted to a long-term care facility after having a stroke. So um, at that time I was in elementary school and, uh, you know, loved to go, loved to visit and really got a love uh, and, and acquired a love of the elderly. So it made a lot of sense that when I finished high school that I went directly into uh, college and became a registered nurse. And I actually went to work at that facility. So um, my father, my grandfather had long since passed, but had a great love of, of just that culture. So uh, currently today, that is one of the facilities that we own as TRIO. So I feel like I've come full circle. Melissa, it's been so inspirational to, to, to hear your story, taking your passion from childhood right into your life and making a career out of it. Now, talking about the pandemic and the COVID sufferers, I cannot imagine, and Leah and I spoke about it, what it must have been like for you working during that time and working so intensely. So what was your experience like um, and, and working with the governor's task force? That must have been incredible. It was. It was. Um, certainly, you know, I think for everybody looking back on it, the pandemic was something that none of you um So there were a lot of unknowns. And, um, you know, long-term care is very unique that we are governed by, you know, it's over 55 federal agencies. So sitting on the governor's task force gave me the opportunity to bring my expertise from long-term care uh, into uh, kind of that realm when all the decisions were being made for hospitals, uh, you know, community health, health departments. Long-term care was one uh, that I think all of us realized was uh, they, that was really le- a little left behind. Um, and it was unfortunate because the population we take care of 
um, that it, that was the most vulnerable population to COVID. Um, so, you know, sitting on the task force gave me a, a opportunity to collaborate with members from the CDC, members, uh, you know, from CMS, uh, local health departments, um, uh, you know, other health entities, the FDA, and just really provide guidance for COVID, not just um, in the communities and public, but really do a deep dive into the requirements that, you know, really regulate the world I live in and how it was applicable to uh, the long-term care industry. Um, of course, it was very difficult. Um, had one building in 2020 that acquired COVID and, you know, to lead a clinical team um, at each one of my buildings, uh, you know, there's an administrator, a director of nursing, um, you know, a whole therapy department. It is a big book of business and to lead them and develop practices um, through the pandemic was a, a great experience. It was probably one of the most challenging things that I have ever been through in my career, um, but also very rewarding because, um, you know, it was very unfortunate. There were a lot of facilities that were hit very hard and lost a lot of their patients. Um, we did not have that to the magnitude that some of the other facilities had. The other thing that we did early on is we mandated as a company that if they wanted to work for Trio Healthcare, any employee had to be fully vaccinated. And we did that a full three months prior to it being mandated through CMS. So that helped as well. Melissa, where are you guys at right now as far as kind of post COVID? Um, uh, what are the kind of challenges you're facing? I mean, all businesses are kind of dealing with staffing issues and different things like that. How have, how yes. have you guys been affected? Right. Um, just uh, as well as everybody else senses, uh, you know, the one thing that COVID took from the healthcare industry was um, our, our normal type care patients that were in facilities for long-term care. The elderly population significantly decreased. So just building census, a lot of our census and patients are there for short-term rehab. Um, and I even have a few facilities that opened up hot units for COVID positive residents that are coming from the hospital that uh, potentially need rehab so they can go home, whether that is uh, respiratory or physical therapy or occupational therapy, just to get back on their feet after such a drastic illness, um, you know, has uh, debilitated them to a certain extent. Uh, well, PPE, I'm sure that that was a well-known fact everywhere that not just long-term care or healthcare, everybody was struggling with obtaining masks and face shields. Um, uh, however, uh, with, with my business, we already had a supply. Uh, we never really went without, and we did not get to a point where we uh, went from conventional PPE to contingency or crisis. And so those items are very different. Um, for example, face shields, that's conventional. Uh, you know, goggles might be um, contingency. Uh, we had plenty of PPE. We had plenty of N95 gowns shortage on our end. Uh, although I know lots of facilities, you know, just watching the news and everybody sharing their experiences. I do know that quite a few folks um, did have a shortage of, of being able to acquire PPE. 
Well, mm-hmm. Melissa, that must have been very, very challenging, but well done mm-hmm. to you and the team and, and you know, for persevering. Now, <laughs> many people want to know, many of our listeners want to know, throughout your illustrious career, you've won numerous awards, honors, and featured in magazines, right? So you were recently honored at IOTP's annual awards gala at the Plaza Hotel in New York for your selection as Empowered Woman. You graced the front cover of Tip Magazine, and I'm not sure I'm allowed to mention this, but a little birdie told me, a very exciting news, that you'll be honored in Las Vegas this year as top chief. Chief Clinical Officer of the Decade by IAOTP. Congratulations to you. It's so impressive and so deserving. Now, with all these accolades, what has been the highlight of your career? Could you mention just one or are there many? Probably becoming a partner uh, trio. Um, You know, as a female in the industry, sometimes that is very difficult. Uh, There are not many female owners out there in the long-term care world. Uh, I have two great partners where we we worked together in the past, David Rubenstein and Boyd Gentry. Um, They're the other two members of TRIO, thus the name TRIO, there are three of us. And, uh, you know, I'm just very blessed that um, I have had an opportunity to not just be a top chief clinical officer, but also to be partner. Um, It is a great way to manage and make decisions that are effective and affect quality of care and quality of life. And uh, I do think that that is probably one of the pinnacles of of my career so far. And I guess just giving back, I've trained a lot of of people and looking back, there are several people that I have worked with in the past that now have grown in their own careers. So it's just sharing that expertise and making sure that there are people moving forward that can take care of our elderly people. I love that. Um, So Melissa, when not working, do you have time for hobbies? Uh, What do you like to do for fun? I do. Um, I, I do have some hobbies. I have uh, two grandchildren. They're both boys. Uh, one is just turned 16. And I love spending time with my family. Um, I am a, a mountain girl. There are a lot of beach people, but I love the mountains. And I live in Hot Springs, Virginia, which is known for a couple resorts that are very close by. Um, and so I, I like riding horses. I like spending time outside, Uh, of course, spending time with family and dedicating time to my community is a is a big piece of my life. And what else would you like to accomplish in the future? Um, You know, uh, I don't know. I I would like to see my nonprofit. I have a nonprofit, Lily, which is ladies inspiring ladies and youth. Uh, I would like to see that take on more of a leading role as I mature and get older and maybe, um, you know, semi-retire from long-term care. I, I would really like to focus on that entity and um, see it also help others and um, especially help empower other women. And I think we all need to aspire to inspire And I believe that, um, you know, that is something I really want to focus on in the future. Melissa, we've so uh, enjoyed being in your company today. Now, there are many inspired people by listening to you here on this interview. How would they get hold of you if they were to uh, consider helping you with your nonprofit? 
the website address is the Virginia Department of Health. And there is a member listing with contact information there for anybody in the public to reach a member of the Department of Health. So my information is, can be found there also. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Melissa. We so much enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate you having me.